The Truth and Love Ministry is pleased to present Truth and Love Radio with former Muslim and now Christian pastor Sharam Hadian. Sharam is from Iran and is now a proud U.S. citizen living in Washington State. In addition to being a pastor and conference speaker, he is also the host of the weekly television program Till TV. And now, here is your host, Sharam Hadian. This is Pastor Sharam Hadian, and I'm so glad you could join us today on Truth and Love Radio. Folks, um, we're excited uh, for our, our listenership, and we're so grateful for your support. I want to encourage you to uh, visit our website, look at all the resources we have here at tillproject.com. If you're joining us from Brandon's site at Worldview Weekend, go to tillproject.com. If you're already on our website, uh, please check around. We have lots of resources, including uh, our brand-new DVD, The Trojan Horse of Interfaith Dialogue, and the document that I've been talking about here on these shows, the explanatory memorandum of the Muslim Brotherhood, exposing the Islamic movement here in America. Um, We are in part six of our series, The Ongoing Islamization of America, Muslims Going Hyper-Political. And we're going to jump right in because we have a lot to cover. And we left off last show as we were going through step-by-step of the explanatory memorandum, looking at what the... uh, playbook of the Muslim Brotherhood is. Now remember, this document has been purged from our government archives. It's been purged from um, excuse me, court records, from national security apparatus. Law enforcement don't know about it anymore. Our elected officials don't know about it anymore. But you know what? You and I can know about it. You and I, as Christians, as believers, uh, seeking a, a, a biblical worldview, must have knowledge. We cannot perish for a lack of knowledge, and we must have this information. So here it is. I'm making it available for you and every believer who cares and and is concerned about the ongoing Islamization of the West, and particularly of America, must know about this. Now, I mentioned to you on the last program that I went over that the explanatory memorandum speaks of the overall strategy, the overall mission statement, which I read for you again, which is to destroy and eliminate Western civilization from within, and sabotage our miserable house using our hands and the hands of the Muslims. That's their goal. They're not here to coexist. They're not here to get along long term. They're not here to say America's so wonderful and we want to adopt your values. They're here to establish an Islamic state. Whether it happens or not is a different story, but that's their goal. And so in the language of the of the explanatory memorandum and the blueprint of the Muslim Brotherhood, especially their strategy to go political. Remember I said last program, the hyper-politicalization of the Islamic movement means they are getting close to Dar al-Islam or the House of Islam. That is a troubling sign in the strategy. They use a word called settlement. Now, you think, well, settlement, okay, Sharam, that means they're going to get along, they're going to they're gonna, they're gonna come here and settle. Uh-uh. It doesn't mean what it means to you and I, just like the word peace in Islam doesn't mean what it means to you and I. For us, peace means to get along, to to be able to live with someone or get along even if you disagree. In the Islamic terms, the word peace means surrender. (laughs) The word Islam itself does not mean peace. It means surrendered one, aslama. And so peace comes when we have surrendered to Islam. 
If you don't plan to surrender to Islam, you're not at peace with Islam. I don't know how many times I can say this. Every time I travel and speak, I try to tell audiences, you're not at war with Islam. Islam, or, or, or you haven't declared war with Islam. Islam has declared war on you. By the very nature, church, Christian out there, please understand this. I'm saying this as a former Muslim. I'm saying this as someone who came out of Islam and, and became a Christian 19 years ago. I'm saying this as someone who witnessed his birth country of Iran uh, be subjected to Islamic law, which it is what it is today, under Sharia law. Folks, I'm telling you, please understand this. It is the directive of the Prophet of Islam, according to their God, Allah, that they are to wage war. Jihad is warfare against non-Muslims. They have waged war, not you and I. So let's look at the word settlement. On page 13 of the explanatory, it says, settlement, quote, here's the settlement strategy, that Islam and its movement become a part of the homeland it lives in. Okay? Now notice, it didn't say, Islam uh, assimilates and becomes a part of the, the values of the nation. It says that Islam and its movement, the Islamic movement, must become a part of that homeland, meaning that they got to get to the point where that homeland, whether it's America, Canada, Australia, Western European countries, that homeland must adopt the Islamic movement. That's the settlement strategy. Not quite what it is for you and I, right? Okay, let's look at the next one. Establishment, the word establishment. Quote, that Islam turns into firmly rooted organizations on whose basis civilization, structure, and testimony are built. They want to get to the, to the point where civilization and the structure of that civilization are built on Islam. Again, what part of that sounds like coexist? What part of that don't we understand that they want to change us from inside out, from within? That's why I've said many times the adage or, or, or the phraseology, you know, the fox is in the hen house. We are way beyond the fox being in the hen house, folks. The fox, the Islamic movement, they have redecorated the hen house. The, 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 the fox has redecorated the hen house and is, has, has, is eating up all of the chicken. All of the chickens have been are being eaten up and devoured by the fox. And we're still sitting here in denial of what's happening. Number three, stability. Quote, that Islam is stable in the land on which its people move. Again, is it, do they want to embrace Judeo-Christian values? No, they want Islam to be stable. Number four, enable, enable, enablement. So what are the words? Settlement, establishment, stability, enablement. Quote, that Islam is enabled within the souls, minds, and the lives of the people of the country in which it moves. Let me read that one more time. That Islam is enabled within the souls, minds, and the lives of the people of the country in which it moves. It didn't say in the, in the lives of Muslims. It says in the lives of the people of that country that they're in. They want Islam to be enabled. They want Americans, they want that culture to be able to embrace Islam. You go, well, hold on a second now. I thought we we're a pluralistic society. I thought that we, we want to believe in multiple values and, 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 and all get along based on our different views. No, 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 no. If you believe that, then we don't know Islam. 
We don't understand what their objective is. And the, and, and the church doesn't understand Islam. That's part of the problem we have. Instead of understanding Islam effectively, they're giving it a hug and a kiss and a, and a back rub and opening the door and letting it into our churches. Shame on these so-called pastors. Shame on these charlatans which are masquerading as pastors, opening the doors, letting the wolf in among the sheep. Woe to you, I say, and may God judge you. May God judge those who are doing this act and opening the door for the Antichrist spirit to come in among the people of God. May God judge the likes of James White and anybody else who is allowing this to happen. I got to let my blood pressure come down again. Okay, number five. So we looked at settlement, establishment, stability, enablement. Now we're looking at the word rooting, R-O-O-T-I-N-G, rooting. Quote, that Islam is resident and not a passing thing and rooted or quote, they say, entrenched in the soil of the spot where it moves and not a strange plant to it. They don't want Islam just to be planted as a foreign plant in among the rest of the weeds. They want it to be entrenched, rooted. They want it to take deep root and take over everything. Do we understand their goals? Then it goes on to say, section four, the process of settlement. It goes on to say, in order for Islam and its movement to become, quote, a part of the homeland in which it lives, stable in its land, quote, stable in its land, quote, rooted in the spirits and minds of its people, quote, enabled in the lives of its society and has firmly established, quote, organizations on which the Islamic structure is built and which with which the testimony of civilization is achieved. The movement must plan and struggle to obtain, quote, the keys, the keys, end quote, and the tools of the pro- this process to carry in carrying out this grand mission as a civilization jihadist responsibility, which lies on the shoulders of Muslims and and on top of them. The Muslim Brotherhood in this country. Among these keys and tools are the following. Adopting the concept of settlement and understanding its practical meaning. Making a fundamental shift in our thinking and mentality in order to suit the challenges of the settlement mission. Remember, this is all for Muslims. Okay? This is all for Muslims. Uh, In section two, I want to highlight a couple of things in section two, folks. It says here that making a... Remember it said making a fundamental shift... Okay, let me explain this to you. In order to clarify what is meant by the word shift, here's what they say. They want to clarify it. Number one, a shift from a, quote, amputated partial thinking mentality to a, quote, continuous comprehensive mentality. So we don't want just an amputated version of the movement. We want a continuous comprehensive version of the movement. Next. A shift from the mentality of caution and reservation to the mentality of risk and controlled liberation. Oh, you want to liberate. 
Next, a shift from the mentality of the elite movement to the mentality of the popular movement. They want to make Islam popular, common, normal. Guess what they're doing? Guess what they're doing in our schools? Guess what they're doing in our government, in our universities, in our media? They're normalizing Islam. Part of the American culture. Isn't that what Obama said? Islam has been part of the American fabric since our founding. What nonsense. What garbage. So number one, they want to adopt the concept of settlement and understand the meaning. Number two, they want to make these shifts that I just described for you. Number three, they want to understand the historical stages in which the Islamic Ikhwan activism went through in this country. Number four, they want to understand the role of the Muslim Brotherhood in North America, which is where their mission statement came in that I already read to you. Number five, they want to understand that we cannot perform the settlement mission by ourselves or away, or away from people, meaning they need the help of the unbelievers. Remember what their mission statement said? Using their hands and the hands of the believers to, to sabotage our miserable house. So they can't do it alone, folks. They need us to help them destroy ourselves. You go, what? <laughs> Let me say it one more time. They can't do it alone. They need our help to destroy ourselves. You see, that's why if these loosey-goosey, social gospel-driven, pablum-teaching churches, compromised churches, didn't help the Muslim movement, didn't give the Muslim movement, the Islamic movement, cover, didn't bring care and into the church, didn't, didn't send, like Matt Chandler's church, didn't send its staff to ISNA conferences or like Rick Warren going and speaking at ISNA conferences to legitimize the Muslim Brotherhood as he did. If we weren't doing that, they would not have the power to get their job done. They wouldn't have the power to take over America. We are equipping them. We are enabling them by our support. That's why what James White did was so dangerous and erroneous, not just to Christianity, but to our national security by giving Yasser Qadi cover, access, and indoor to the church. Unbelievable stupidity. Unbelievable foolishness. Number six, the necessity of achieving a union and balanced gradual merger between private work and public work. Number seven, the conviction that the success of the settlement of Islam and its movement in this country is a success to the global Islamic movement. Do you understand? They want to tie each nation to the global Islamic caliphate. And Well, there's a lot more. I'll stop there. There's more in the book. But I, I do want to cover a couple of things. They do highlight also in this that the Islamic center is, is, is central, is key to their movement. They say that the mosque and then establishing the Islamic center is central. They say the, these Islamic organizations are central. They say Islamic schools are central. Uh, they talk about the media. They talk about the government. They talk about outreach. Now, within that, and we'll come back to the book here in a minute, within that, I want to highlight a couple of videos that I, that, that I, I mentioned to you that I would cover for you here um, from this Islamization. So we have known, at least for the last three years, that the Islamic movement, i.e. the Muslim Brotherhood in America, is going hyper-political. One of the signs was that is back from 2015. On December 27, 2015, in Chicago, Illinois, the uh, favorite place of Barack Hussein Obama, remember that? Uh, the Islamic movement had their 14th, 14th annual Muslim American Society, excuse me, slash ICNA convention. 
So MAS is Muslim American Society. ICNA is the Islamic Circle of North America. These are a bunch of acronyms, and, and hopefully over time, listeners of, these, of this program will get to know these groups. Um, at this conference, they really demonstrate their political or, or their, their uh, shift towards going hyper-political. I want to play a clip from you from Nihad Awad. Who is Nihad Awad? He is the head of CARE. Remember? Council on American-Islamic Relations. CARE is who? Hamas, right? Remember I covered that? Hamas. CARE is Hamas. The Islamic Association of Palestine, IAP, transitions in 1987 to Hamas. And in order for Hamas to not to be covered, their business to be covered, the Brotherhood decides to establish a front group that can then secretly, behind the scenes, do the work of Hamas. That's CARE. So CARE is Hamas. That's the way you have to look at it. Here's Nihadawat. Listen to what he says about Muslims getting in the forefront and the Islamic centers and how critical it is. And then listen to, we're going to talk about the allegiances. Who are they partnering with? Listen to this and then we'll comment. But you will see in the next few minutes that you are powerful. You can make a whole difference in 2016. You can change the reality of our time. This is the time for us as American Muslims to be in the front, not to retreat. Because all of you are leaders. Your votes are your negotiating power. Okay, pause. Your notes are your your notes, sorry. Your votes are your negotiating power. You got that? So here he is speaking as the head of care who is very politically active. We know ISNA is politically active. These are, by the way, all the groups that were given access to all our national security uh, apparatus, training materials, in DOD, Homeland Security, FBI. It is these guys. These are the ones. These are treasonous groups. And he's telling the Muslims, get busy voting. Get busy getting political. Keep listening. In the year 2016, turn your centers... Islamic centers, mosques, into registration centers for voters. Turn your Islamic centers, turn your mosques into registration centers, into polling centers, to register Muslims to vote. Remember what I just read out of the explanatory memorandum? That it's very important, the mosques and the Islamic centers, they say this is the apex, apex of their mission. The Islamic centers and mosques are the apex of their mission, critically important to their work. Let's keep listening. Into polling stations during the election time. 2016, minorities will play a major vote, a major role, African Americans and Latinos. We have to help those people in their causes because their causes are... Now, he's going to start talking about, right, that... 2016 is critical for minorities. 2016, this, for this, this was you know, before the election of President Trump. Very critical for minorities. Very critical for uh, those who are of you know, different colors. Blacks, Hispanics. So the Muslim Brotherhood is now going to join forces with these minorities. Okay, let's keep listening. Watch, listen, please, to what he says. This is really, really important. Our causes. 
Black Lives Matter is our matter. Black Lives Matter is our campaign. And the crowd started clapping. Black Lives Matter is our matter. Black Lives Matter, he says, is our uh, campaign. So this is a sign. They joined forces with Black Lives Matter, the same organization that has called for the killing of cops, the same organization that has protested and rioted, the same organizations that are burning down buildings and streets, the same organization that that social gospel-driven pastors like uh, John Piper have supported, calling uh, uh, the likes of Chandler and, and, and John Piper and Carl Lentz from Hillsong in New York, these guys that are, that are uh, buying into the white supremacy garbage, the white privilege garbage nonsense. They, they, now you understand why they would also support CARE, why they would also support ISNA, why, why Matt Chandler would send his, his staff over to ISNA conferences. This is all coming together, isn't it? The red-green access. The Marxist, cultural Marxist, social communist, social gospel uh, movement joining forces with the Islamic movement all to bring down this nation and to, the, to attack the true God, the true faith, which is Christianity, true, true Christianity. You understand, this is critical timing, folks, because we, we knew back in 2015, uh-oh, this spells they're going hyper-political. They were feeling very, very emboldened under Obama. Now, along comes President Trump, and they get really scared. And I, 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 I remember I played for you the clip of, of, of Linda Sarsour, who said, that that in at the ISNA conference uh, in June of 2017 in, in Illinois, that she said that uh, we pray that Allah would accept our jihad against this administration. She goes on to say that our our our, our highest goal is not to uh, uh, obey this 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 you know is not to this community here in America, but is to is to Allah, and their goal is to, she said very clearly, is not to assimilate. Not to assimilate. You understand? Now, at the same conference, going back to December 27, 2015, at this MSA ICNA conference, there's a guy by the name of Usama Jamal. Usama Jamal is now the head of the first Muslim, first time, first time in our history, that we have now a Muslim political party. Most of you probably don't know that. that They formed in 2016 what's called the Council of Muslim Organizations, the U.S. Council of Muslim Organizations. The acronym acronym is USCMO. And Osama Jamal is the Secretary General of this organization. So they formed a political party specifically on Muslim causes. Can you imagine if, um, if Christians formed a political party that was specifically about Christian causes, and, and, and please don't tell me, you know, somebody out there is going to say, oh, well, isn't that what the Republican Party is? No, because the Republican Party doesn't stand on Christian values most of the time. They, they, they're, uh, maybe their platform uh, has a lot of uh, biblical values in it, but oftentimes they don't actually stand on it. 
And again, I can tell you running for, for governor here, that's what exactly what happened to me. A lot of these Christians who were, who were politically minded didn't support me because I, you can't win, Sharam. We're going to uh, support the other Republican who is pro-choice and pro-homosexual rights and pro-socialized government education and pro-environmentalism and, and, and pro-unions and all the, on and on and on. So can you imagine if we formed a Christian organization, a Christian political party? That's what they did. Listen to what he has to say, and then we'll comment. So this is what we need to do. We will have a national campaign. The one million new voter registration, we have to have a collective effort. Hold on, time out, time out. Usama Jamal just said the one million voter registration campaign. Wait a second. How are they going to register one million Muslims to vote when, according to many apologists for Islam, there's only three million Muslims in America? You mean one-third of Muslims are citizens and can vote? I doubt it. I doubt it. Wouldn't that tell you that the number is probably way higher of the Muslim population? I've been saying this for several years, that I think that number is much closer to over 10 million, if not more. I think there's closer to 10 million Muslims in America than there are 1 million. Let's, let's listen to what he has to say. They're going to mobilize, uh, or I'm sorry, than 3 million. They're going to mobilize 1 million voters. Listen to this. By every city and every state, every mosque, every organization. That's why the USCMO becomes now handy. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has chosen for this organization to have the birth at the time of difficult times. Please, if you are interested in being involved in the political process, we have a booth right next to CARE. I'll stop there. So he says that Allah has created this organization for such a time. Really? So Allah has told them to create a political organization that would work against our nation. I thought they were going to assimilate. Nope, they're not assimilating. That's what Linda Sarsour has said. That's what Nihad Awad is saying. That's what Osama Jamal is saying. They're not going to assimilate, folks. They're simply carrying out the mission that is spelled out in the explanatory memorandum. That's why this little booklet is so important to get into the hands of anybody that will listen. Again, please go to our website. Get a copy. Understand the strategy of the Muslim Brotherhood. Understand what does it mean that they're going hyper-political. What does it mean for our nation? It is not good news for this nation. It is not. It is not good news for our process. And as I've said to you in these programs, these Muslims that are running for office now, not only getting politically involved in voting, many are running for office, many are getting elected, specifically at the local and state level, and they are not only getting elected, they're getting elected as open Muslims, and they're getting elected and putting their hand and swearing an oath on the Quran, not, not the Bible. This is not good news. We better wake up as the church. We better get engaged. We better get active. We better understand that we have a civic stewardship and we have to pray. And we need to be on our knees, begging God, petitioning God, repenting of the judgment that we have been under because of what we have done. We've sinned against the God of of the Bible. We've sinned against the Judeo-Christian values that God established, I believe, by his grace in this nation. We have totally come full circle. 
And if we think that in that full circle, it's going to be a, a secular utopia, we are dead wrong. Remember what the goal of the Muslim Brotherhood? They will become the alternative, civilization alternative. Islam is becoming the alternative in every facet of our culture. Christianity, the salt and light that we are, is on the verge of being made absolutely useless if we don't wake up soon. The true church must arise, stand, occupy, declare the gospel boldly, not back down for God's glory. God bless you. We'll see you on the program next time. Thank you for listening to Truth in Love Radio with Pastor Sharam Hadian. You can visit our website, order DVDs, subscribe to our podcast, or support the ministry at www.tilproject.com. Please join us next time for another installment of Truth in Love Radio.